Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks, and we were just having some silliness on this, which made me laugh, which made me cough, which made me happy to be out here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to us and allow these airwaves to cross uh, your radio stereos, wherever you may be. And uh, with me, as always, my friend, Stephanie. Happy Friday to you, Stephanie. What's your, what's your day today? What's going on? Well, Doug, my day today is um, pretty much consisting of um running i had to take our big van we because of the car accident we were in we finally today got the van um they told us to bring it in this morning so i got dropped off at the car doctor and um it will be in surgery for the next two weeks wow so prayerfully it's ready by the time we go to camp or we're going to probably have to drive two vehicles up there we'll see how that all works um, but yeah, so that's, and then I got a kid going to the dentist this afternoon. So that's kind of what my life's consisting of at the moment. And Stephanie's got herself a beautiful van. <laughs> I saw the post accident van. Uh, they had it kind of all held together for their trip down here and what a beautiful van that God has given her. And, and, yeah. uh, someone ran into the back all wheel drive. I'm, I'm pretty excited about drive. I liked her last van. And this one's even it's, better, so I'm excited yeah, about it. Yeah, this one's just newer, so it's got yeah. more features and stuff. It's pretty great. I rolled down the road with those kids and everybody jamming in that bad boy, and I'll tell you, man, it. Uh, I'm excited about her new van. It's, I'm a, looking it's an to... adrenaline rush all of its own. There we go. There we go. So the word of the day, so we were working on a word. I even sang a song uh, when we brought up this <laughs> word. We're talking about the word love. Man, we need more love. Love is all I need. No, love is all we need. I don't know. It was an old Beatles song. No, listen to the Beatles. Listen to godly Christian music. I heard it once in an elevator. It came back to my mind. Then I was telling Stephanie, I asked her if she ever watched that old show, The Love Boat. And she said, no. I said, thank God. The idea behind The Love Boat is someone would drop you off. You'd meet someone you'd love. You'd be ready to be married by the end of the boat ride. But we know things don't work like that. But when it comes to love. Boy, God's got the market cornered on love, Stephanie, all seriousness. And, you know, so many of us have a bad impression. And I was just jokingly talking about a couple songs in a TV show, but we got the wrong impression on what love is. And when we're younger, man, we, we have this idealized view, you know, love is, you know, the, the, the marriage, the, this and that, and that's all part of it. But love is so much bigger than that. It starts with God's love for us and Christ dying for our sins at Calvary. And and don't get me wrong, love is marriage. And, and love is those beautiful kids that God allows us to bring into the world. And, and love is that one-person physical relationship that God gives as a gift to a marriage. And love is holding hands. And love is all those things, but it's so much more. So trying to put our our finger on things and getting Stephanie's help here. Uh, let all things be done with charity. So the Bible's telling us in first Corinthians, Corinthians charity is a word for love that, uh, that we, we do all things with love. And over in first John, Stephanie, it says he that loveth knoweth 
uh, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So, so we're taught that uh, to know God is to love. And, mm-hmm. and we're taught over here in 1 Corinthians 13, that great love chapter. And I'm sure we've, anybody who's ever been to church on Valentine's Day or ever heard a sermon on love know what I'm talking about. But charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. You can replace that charity with love. Love vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Did not behave itself unseemly. Seemeth not on our own. Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in inequity, but rejoiceth in truth. Love is so much more than the things we think still. Stephanie. And, and so in, in love, even with God, love's even got its own word, agape and different level. And, and I know it wasn't that long ago and we used the word love again, but love to you, Stephanie. I mean, love is a ongoing daily, eight kids, life, people all around you, family, uh, husband that sadly went on ahead of you to heaven. Love to you. When you hear that word love, chair, I mean, what are you thinking? Well, Obviously, um, love, the greatest form of it, um, was what Jesus did for me and for every other person who's ever lived when he died on the cross, that love that sacrifices itself, um, for the good of someone else, Yeah, expecting nothing in return. Yeah. So ultimately that love is the most incredible. Um, but also when I think of love, um, I think of the love of a parent for a child. I think of the love for, of a heavenly, the heavenly father for his children. And that love of um, Psalm 103, where David said, like, as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. And that love that knows our frame and remembers that we're dust. And that love that's mercy, um, love and mercy go together where, where when we really love someone, we're not hanging a sledge over sledgehammer over their head waiting to slap them and you know that's that's what satan's love looks like because satan's love is the same as hate because he hates you and he'll he'll make sin look good for a season so that it looks like he loves you so that he looks like he cares about you but satan's love is a sledgehammer waiting waiting to fall on you that is what satanic love looks like and so we have situations in this world where love has been so perverted where, you know, we, we ask in relation to PTSD, I, I can't tell you how many times we've talked about why does an abused woman, you know, she leaves one abuser and then quote unquote falls in love with an, a person I know. With her again. Well, guess what? Satan has perverted what love looks like. And, and so she's attracted to someone who is hanging a sledgehammer over her head, waiting to slap her. And how can that possibly look like love? Well, because Satan tries to pervert everything and love being one of the chief things he wants to pervert because love is so connected to our salvation, to our eternal destiny. Our version of love is so tied into that. And so he, he's desperate to pervert love in our minds, but true love to someone who has PTSD, to someone who's been through trauma, true love will be manifest in Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so you can trust him with your love and you can trust that he loves you with an everlasting love and he will never leave you or forsake you. He will be your gentle shepherd because that is what true love looks like. Yeah. And and I think looking at love without stopping at step one, the greatest love of all, that true love that comes from God. And people display that. 
you know, and, and love is not forcing into somebody doing something that they shouldn't be doing. That's not love. Yeah. Uh, and I want to say that too. There's so many young yes. people that get messed up on things in that way. And that's not true love. True love is yeah. not being forced to uh, go outside of God's law for relationships. True love is not being forced to hurt people you love. True love is not being forced to uh, be looked down upon to come in second. That's not true love. And, and you know, I, I think, Stephanie, we could probably spend a whole day on what true love is. And, and again, I go back to all the things that are love. I do believe there's a lot of things that are love from loving your kids, your husband, your wife, blah, blah, all that stuff. That's true. But it's yeah. just as important, I think, Stephanie, to know what love is not. And yeah. love is not going to be doing something that you shouldn't be doing before you're married. Love is not being in second place and trying to get somebody to marry you, whatever the cost may be. That's not love. Yeah. Love is not being married to somebody who treats you like dirt. Love is not, you know, and you got a chance. I always tell everybody I would rather be single wanting to be married than be married wanting to be single. Pick wisely, do wisely, serve God. God's example of love can come on to us and 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 then just the love of everyday life. I'm glad that Stephanie talked a little bit about that. The, that love of having four hours sleep and having six kids with COVID. Uh, that love of, you know, uh, trying to take hit everybody's needs. That love of uh, caring enough to go bang on doors and give to missions at church. That that love of doing all those things. They're all we could spend. We again, we could spend a hundred days on this. That love of holding someone's hand, going for a walk at the lake with your husband when you just had the worst day ever or your wife. And yeah. I, that's all love. I get that. But I think it's just as important to know what's not love. And, boy, yes. and, and God's word can teach you that because it's not love to be hurt. It's not love <laughs> to be abused. It's not love to be outside of that one personal physical relationship uh, in marriage. That's not love. That's, yeah. that's against God. That's against love. And yeah. so I think it's, I think it's important to know what not love. It's not love to be hurt, to be second best. It's not love to be treated as if you are of no value to anybody. It's not love exactly. to, you know, and, and Stephanie, boy, don't we know those people? You know, yes. we coach them, we counsel them, we see those people who've been hurt out of this. And, and probably the reason I'm sharing this and we're talking about this, I wanted Stephanie to cover it, even after we covered this with someone else a few weeks back, it is just because we want to say to you again that hurting is not love. Hurt does not equal love. Love does not equal yeah. hurt. Love does not equal abuse. Love does not equal, right. it, it just doesn't happen. And, and, and folks, you know, and just understanding that true love, that true love that comes from God, that only God can give you. I mean, there's a warmness that hits you. It's that love you have when you're, you know, when I sat across a a bed from somebody in New York, when we were planting a church and uh, pastoring some people and then watch this man who had been married 58 years, hold the love of his life's hand that had eight kids together and, and watch her slip off into eternity. And uh, uh, watch him spend every minute of every day where he wasn't at work with that woman, waiting on hair and hand or foot. That's love, folks. Love's not yeah. hurt. Love's not abuse. Love's not those bad things. Well, anyway, we wanted to cover that. I wanted to get into that a little bit more. We want to go ahead and let these stations take a break. But I promise we'll be right back with you. We'll be hopping right into the verses. So hang in here with us. Hey, 
Hey, thanks for coming right back with us. And here we are, Stephanie, we're at verse 25. We were talking about love, and, and here we are in God's word. No, there's no greater thing. The desire of the slothful killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. Another one of those things. Stephanie, I know people like this. I know people that will do anything to get out of going to work. Yeah. I, I know people who got out of the army. They spend their whole life trying to say, the army hurt me. The army did this to me. I can never work again. Oh, they, they were so hard on me. It hurts when I get out of bed in the morning. It hurts when I get out of bed in the morning, man. Praise <laughs> God. It's time to go to work. It hurts when everybody gets out of bed. Just get make your bed. Hey, if you get up in the morning and you won't make your bed, I'm going to tell you something. You're not going to do anything productive the rest of the day. Yeah. We, if we had one rule around this house, it was make your bed. And you had to clean up, man. It was just a couple little, it was simple when our kids were young. It was a simple thought, just make your bed, man. I mean, how hard is it to make your bed? I mean, we're talking about something that's just discipline. And, uh, yeah. But I'm telling you, Stephanie, the desire of a slothful man, that lazy person killeth him, for his hands refuse to labor. What are you thinking? Well, this ver I, I don't want to say this verse is funny because it's not. It's incredibly sad, but I think this verse is is referring to the fact that someone who's lazy, who's a sluggard, the way God set it up, He set it up that that kind of person is not rewarded for their for their sluggardly ways, for their slothful, yeah. lazy ways. Yeah. God says, if you want to live that way, that's fine, but you might starve to death. Yeah. There might be dire consequences when the, when the end of the story comes because um, refusing to labor will never have God's blessing. This is talking about someone who is not, I get that, you know, if you have physical handicaps or if you're really sick, I get that's why we have, things set up um in place you know that's initially why the welfare was set up was to help people who were hurting who were struggling who were in a position where they could not work but there's a difference between not being able to go work a job and refusing to go work a job that's right and um god says a person who refuses to labor yeah there's going to be consequences like they might get really hungry because they're too cotton thick and lazy to go to go get a job to pay for food. That's right. And you know, my my grandfather, uh, Grandfather Carriger, Hugh Carriger, owned a, the first Pontiac dealership in, in northern Connecticut, northeastern Connecticut. And wow. man, you couldn't you couldn't sell a car during a depression if you gave it away. Yeah. And uh, I want you to know that man swept streets in Putnam, Connecticut. He swept mm. streets every single day. The owner of a Pontiac dealer every single day went to work and swept sheets, streets and picked up garbage. And uh, I remember him telling me the story of people laughing at him and marking him and mocking his kids. Look at your father sweeping streets. He owned a Pontiac dealership. Mm -hmm. But you know yeah. what? He went to work every day. That's right. And at the end of that depression, he sold a bunch of Pontiacs. He kept his dealership. He kept his house. He took care of his family. You just got to make some decisions. And then that next verse, Stephanie, yeah. it says, he cover up greedily all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spare not. Uh, and, you know, they covet this greediness all day long. But the righteous, you know, they give stuff away. Uh, you know, I mean, here it is again. You know, the knucklehead, the lazy person, uh, they're greedy. They cover things up. They don't do anything. They, 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 they covet everything in a greedy way. It's like all day long. That's all they're doing. But the righteous, you know, they, uh, 
the lazy man's always disappointed, but not the righteous. They're always hooking people up. They give and they don't, they don't need, what's that verse over there in second Corinthians smashed down, pressed down beyond measure. I mean, God gives it back and we're not preaching a prosperity gospel here. We're preaching the word of God that says, listen, man, you, God takes that given and gives it away over and over again. But that slothful, lazy person, they're greedy. They just want to hold on to things. I mean, it's just more of the same, Stephanie. Yeah. No, they're, they're out. They're the handout person. They're the energy sucker. They're the person who, um, my kids, we, we've kind of, this is so sad. Um, cause GoFundMe has very, very useful. We are so thankful for the people that have helped us when we had needs, um, you know, through GoFundMe. But if you go out of GoFundMe, um, and you know, you and I both know people who have taken advantage of GoFundMe. Oh, and yeah. They've created situations that, if you don't know the background story, do sound really sad. Yeah. And it's a hoax. And so my kids, we were, we were, they actually just yesterday, we were driving and they were, they were coming up with this scenario to put out on GoFundMe to get, to get money, to look at, and we were laughing about it because it was so ludicrous. And yet there are people that that do do that. There are. And I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's so sick that somebody would take advantage of someone who's seeking to be kind and make a difference, but that is greed. That is, that's scary. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. And I know, and I know the, we all know these cats, right? We all know these Mm -hmm. people. And, and they're the ones, man, they don't share, they, you know, they're lazy and they're uh, moochers. yeah, the moochers and, uh, you know, we, we got to move to, we, we, we gotta, you know, we can't just stay where we are in life. We got to look out for yeah. others. We got to have movement in our life. We, we don't sit there. I think we're going to go ahead and try to bang on another verse. Hang on. Let me play the heavenly hop for Stephanie. Cause we're going to a third verse here. I just want to make sure I'm not getting it. There it is. There it is. I didn't do the crickets that time. Look at this other verse, because I think, look what it says. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination. How much more when he bring it within a wicked mind? And, uh, uh, you know, God, God's to my mind, is saying it's better to obey him. Uh, but this, the wicked to sacrifice, it's an abomination. Again, it, 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 it makes God sick. It makes him mad. And, uh, you know, when you give something, when you're doing it with wicked intent, there's no value there. It's yeah. an it's an abominable type of thing. There's no value in giving that. There's no value in throwing that out there. And so I think God's reminding us here that sacrifice comes with a godliness. It comes with a with a right heart. It comes with the right reasons, the right methods, Stephanie. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry, I got a cough, so I'm <laughs> and it's okay, folks. Listen, we we've done a week of podcast COVID, and I want you to know we we didn't even take a break in the middle of this. I'm kind of afraid to. I'm just glad I got a button here on the keyboard that lets me keep muting this when I'm coughing. I gotta take this whole COVID thing. I always say, st- if you hear me say like Stephanie, real quick like that, it's because I'm ready to go. So I hit the mute button and just <laughs> cough my guts out for a minute. Oh, but. Anyway, going back to you, Stephanie, I mean, think about those people who give with wicked intent. Think about that. Yeah. It makes God sick. Yes. Well, and it's, there is, it, it's a, again, it's a perversion of who God is. Um, Look what I've but, done. Yeah. But there's, um, 
there's a sense, you know, we've talked about narcissism. Um, and the, and, and one thing I have experienced with narcissists is this, this, they will sacrifice themselves to make you owe them. They will, they will be generous so that you owe them because they've been nice to you. Yeah. And that is what this is. It's, it's a quote unquote sacrifice. Um, and it's, when we look at the life of Cain, going all the way back to the beginning of time, um, when we had Cain and Abel, they both had sacrifices they were supposed to offer to God. One was given out of pride, out of self, um, self-elevation, um, satisfying of the self. Cain is the epitome of the lost, self-consumed man. And his his sacrifice was an abomination to God. God would refuse to put his blessing on Cain's sacrifice because it was not done out of a heart of love and obedience to Christ. Yeah. And the wicked never sacrifice of themselves out of love and obedience to Christ above all else. It's done because what this will gain me, how this will advance my goals. In other words, it's manipulation tactics. And I have experienced this firsthand. And I, and I can say that with certainty because one of the people who had quote unquote sacrificed point blank asked my, said to my father, well, we did such and such for her. So Hence, how can she do such and such to us? Yeah. Well, first of all, I wasn't doing anything to this person. I just was saying, leave us alone. But that person and, and my father, just all he could do was shake his head because this person revealed out of his own mouth. The wicked intent. This. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We did this so that she would owe us. And that is what. Abomination the to the Lord, yeah. knucklehead. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yep. Oh, teach that. Teach that to Emmy. This yeah. is an abomination to the Lord, you knuckleheads. I, I, I got to. I got to go swimming with Emmy in a week. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be swimming going on. But listen, folks. It, uh, hey, you know, folks, we're at, I just realized we're at the end of this podcast, but so important that we catch this concept, especially this last verse. We give sacrificially because God gave sacrificially for us and he gave us his son, yeah. Jesus Christ. And motive does matter and serving God does matter. And all these different things we talked about does matter. Love does matter. It does matter. We sure do love you folks. If there's anything we can do for you, contact me at dougatwoundedspirits.com. Love to tell you what's going on with the ministry, the retreat, all those things. We want you to partner with us. We want you to be part of it. We want to help you. If there's something you need, contact me at dougatwoundedspirits.com. Throw me an email. Uh, you can contact both of us at Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. A uh, lot going on. We want to just keep you up with it again. It's an honor to be here with Stephanie. Pray for us and that this COVID crud will move on. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. We'll talk to you folks real soon. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.